What's up and welcome to a bonus episode of Difficulty Class where we're going to be talking real quick about the Unearthed Arcana that came out last week about the Barbarian and the Monk. Yes. Uh, this is something that we're... A bonus episode, you know, I don't know if we're going to do every Unearthed Arcana or even, you know, occasionally or whatnot. But we're doing the Curse of Strahd review this week and it didn't feel like it fit in there. So yeah. here it is. I have its own little thing. Yeah. Quite a thing it is. It is quite a thing. So much so that it's made you and I want to make new characters. Straight up. Brand yeah. new. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the Unearthed Arcana came out and uh, it focuses on barbarian and monk and uh, namely new paths for them. Mm-hmm. Um, are, what are they called? Are they sub, subclasses? Archetypes. Archetypes. Yeah. There we go. You know, I just have a podcast about d and I should probably know yeah, what's what called. Words. <clears throat> words are dumb. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's see. Let's get into this. Uh, Allie, what, what does the, the Barbarian get? Okay, so the Barbarian gets Path of the Wild Soul. Um, pretty much it centers around the concept of the Feywild and how it's really erratic and full of magic and beauty and all that. And so it kind of says... A barbarian who follows this path rages. It is a bellowing roar for freedom, an explosion of expression, and manifesting in unpredictable ways. All things akin to the Feywild. Kind of sounds like it's just going to be exploding into Team America World Police. I know, it's great. <laughs> and so, freedom, America! It's, it's pretty neat because, like, barbarians in general, they haven't had really a neat connection to the Feywild. A lot of other classes do. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, the Warlock straight up has one. The Paladin, too. But, um... Like, if if I heard, like, an elf barbarian, I'd be like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, what what, what, are you, what are you so angry about? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, um, Ayla. If you remember from Idle Champions, I don't know if you have her unlocked, but she's an elf barbarian. Oh, yeah. Huh. But, um, this one... It's pretty neat. So, like, at third level, usually at third level, you get a utility thing, not necessarily an in-fight thing. And this is probably the coolest one I've seen in a long time for generally any archetype, because I would want something this useful in more archetypes. Uh, You can just cast Detect Magic without using a spell slot or components, because, I mean, for one, you're a barbarian. You don't have any spell slots. Mm -hmm. Um, But your constitution is your spellcasting ability for this spell. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so that also means you can use this feature a number of times equal to your con modifier. Yep. So, and it's, you re, re, you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest, but the fact that you can just do, just detect magic, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of more along the lines of what people want detect magic to be. Yeah. I mean. Well, I'll be honest, I kind of play it that way. Like, I legit forget that it's a first level spell now. Yeah, and not to mention it's a ritual, too. So if you're you're a wizard or a cleric, you can just like, ah, you gotta just cast it. But it's, it takes 10 minutes and you have to be like, ah, set up everything up and then you do it. But this one, you're just like, oh, no. Like, the way they even describe it, it says your body reacts to the presence of magic. That's pretty cool. Feeling a tingling in my toe. Yeah. There's necromancy around. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much exactly. And then you end up glowing faintly a color corresponding to the school of magic you detect. So if you uh, detect necromancy, you could suddenly start glowing slight purple. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you choose the colors, too. So, you know, you can just assign colors what you want, kind of like fairy fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and also at third level, when you get the Path of the Wild Soul, you, you get the Wild Surge. Yeah. Which is kind of like something very similar to the wild magic with Sorcerer. However, it's very much um, 
beneficial. Like, I don't see anything on this eight options here that could possibly be like, oh, these are not great for you. I mean, the first one could kind of screw up your buddies. Yeah, but, but then you just position yourself to a point where ah, you don't have to worry about yeah. that. Um, I don't think we need to go into detail about all of them because yeah. it, it is quite a bit of info there. But yeah, basically you roll a D8 and something happens. Yeah. Which is just really cool mm-hmm. for for like adding in that, that bit to a barbarian that's just straight up magic. Yeah, because it's magic erupts from you when you rage. Like it literally erupts. There's one that's like, oh, intangible spirits. They just immediately flee from you and they're they're okay they're exploding flumps i have have to talk about that one (laughs) you get uh spears that look like flumps and they just go 30 feet within you uh from a random direction and then at the end of the turn they explode and they deal 2d8 damage and that just happens when you rage (laughs) it could happen you ever been so mad that you just spawned flumps out of yourself and they explode <laughs> i always like to think that flumps are the closest thing to pokemon and they just walk around flump oh yeah flump. um <laughs> my flumps in, in my game she, she kind of sounded like <laughs> 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 it was like that my players all loved her and they wanted to keep her <laughs> but um yeah the i just i love that concept because also i really enjoy that they didn't put in a negative possibility because it, you're raging. This happens every time you rage. So you're going to be raging every combat. Well, you should be. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it, it would. I think it would just be such a downer if they did put anything. But they didn't, which yeah. is great. Um, sixth level. You Okay, this one's really neat. Um, you can recover expended spell slots of a, another creature. You have a wizard in the party. They're like, well, guys, I'm almost done. Or even better, you have a warlock in the party. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm used one of my two spell slots. Cool. All right. Uh, what next? Well, I'm going to give you a spell slot. Um, you pretty much touch them, and then they gain spell slot of that level. Well, you roll a d4. Yeah, you roll a d4. They get a spell slot of that level, and if they can't, then they gain temporary hit points equal to five times that number, which is really neat. But the kicker is that you take force damage equal to five times the number you rolled. Yeah. So you can take up to 20 points of damage by returning back a fourth level spell slot. And at 14th level, that die increases to a D6. You could possibly take (laughs) 30 points of damage to get a sixth level spell slot back. But think about what you can do with a sixth level spell slot. No, I yeah. Right? Like, don't get me wrong. I I think it's really good, but Mm -hmm. I'm also just like, I think that's enough of a con to make people hesitant about it. Oh, yeah. But not enough that it will never happen. Yeah. I mean, like, if you have a paladin in the party, though, with, like, lay on hands, and just casually like, oh, I took 15 damage. Eh. (laughs) Just heal him for a little bit. There you go. Um, So there's two more bits that come with being the wild soul. Um, Wild You get arcane rebuke. Where when a creature forces you to make a saving throw while raging, you can use reaction to just deal 3d6 force damage to them. Because why not? Just automatic. There's no, like, saving throw that they have to make. There's no attack roll. It's just the magic literally lashes out at them physically and damages them. And and what's really interesting is that it's not a number of times per day. No. It is just... When you're raging... Yeah. You can do this. And there's no range. There's no nothing. Yeah. It's just, you You made me do something I don't like. Yep. I hate you. Yeah. 
and I love it. <laughs> um, and then there's Chaotic Fury, which is, uh, I mean, like, it's an okay 14th level thing, which I mean, like, eh. pretty much you become a wellspring of wild magic uh, as a bonus action. You can re-roll on the wild search table, replacing your current effect with a new one. The only neat part about that is that you don't have to rage multiple times to st to use your wild magic bit. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you wanted to have exploding flumps. Well, you've got instead a shadow blade that you can throw and have come back to your mm -hmm. hand instead. Well, you no longer have to worry about ranged things. So now you're just surrounded. Well, now I want to roll again, and you're 14th level. So well, I well. don't, I don't quite think that's how it works. It because it says as a bonus action you can re-roll on the wild search table. Replace oh, replacing your current effect with. I don't know that yeah. one. That one is worded a little weird. It is. It's. It's. That's why I'm like. It's a little lackluster in that sense. But and I. And personally, I think that it is just re-rolling the first time because there's not a limit per day. If it just let you do it again, I feel like there'd be a limit per day. At the same time, though, it is 14th level. It's true. It's true. And this is like the biggest thing. Right? Jeremy Crawford, I know you listen to this. Let us know. <laughs> DM us. <laughs> DM us. Yeah. Also, please DM us. Like in a game. That'd be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what the Barbarian gives, which all in all, I friggin' love. And mm -hmm. I really, really want to play one now. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. And, and me on the other side of the table, literally and figuratively, uh, the, the new monk path. Like I've been yeah. wanting to make a monk for a while. Mm -hmm. But I've never. I still haven't seen anything. And I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." Soon as I saw this, I'm like, "This is it. This is the one." <laughs> I, I I even tweeted uh, a D and DB. I'm like, "When can I make a character on your site?" Oh using yeah, I this? saw that. And they're like, "Don't worry, give us a little while." And it was up last night. Mm -hmm. I made her. She's great. It is so cool. Uh, it is the way of the astral self, which already sounds like some like Doctor Strange shit. Which yeah, we were talking a little bit before this where monks to us kind of felt like less high fantasy and a little more like something out of a kung fu movie which is, which like, is not bad, yeah, it's not bad I love but, kung fu movies but when you're wanting high fantasy it's like it, it kind of makes it difficult to choose a mm -hmm. monk when you have like so many other options and like for me personally I was telling you this too where it's like monk is probably the number one class where I just I don't know enough about it I've never played a monk. I hardly ever DM for monks. And mm -hmm. it's like I, when I first read this, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds way too cool. <laughs> um, so what you get, uh, quick overview, third level, arms of astral self, sixth level, visage of the astral self, 11th level, awakening of the astral self, and 17th level, complete astral self. I feel like that's... And then 20th level is uh, therapy for the astral self, 21. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know that meme where it's like the the pictures keep getting better and better where it's like the, the mind expanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The universe. I felt like that was just that in text form. That is kind of what that is. <laughs> so at third level, when you get this, you get arms of the astral self. Uh, on your turn, you can spend two key points as a bonus action to summon the arms of your astral self for 10 minutes. Uh, if any of you have watched the trailers for Borderlands 3, you can basically be the new siren. That's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> and the arms look however you want them to. Yeah. Um, These could much. literally just be suddenly real floating arms next to you or blue arms glowing with runes mm -hmm. and stuff. And I, I love I love when they let you pick that little detail. Yeah. That's something that's in the Artificer right now, too, that I yeah. love a lot. Because, I mean, like, they were... They pretty much want, the only thing they said was like, oh, based on the qualities of your character, mm -hmm. which I mean, like, could be literally anything. Yeah. But. Well, like, I made an old woman hill dwarf 
but she's gonna have like glowing blue arms because it's fucking cool. Because it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Here's the thing about these arms. Uh, you can use your wisdom modifier in place of your strength modifier when making strength checks uh, or strength saving throws. Cool. Uh, the arms are monk weapons and have a reach of 10 feet. That's the craziest that part alone, of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, the arms deal radiant or necrotic damage, your choice. Uh, when you attack with the arms, you cause uh, or you can use your wisdom modifier instead of your strength or dexterity modifier for the attack and damage rolls. My only question about that bit is the arms deal radiant or necrotic damage. Is that each hit you choose which it type it makes, mm -hmm. or is that like in general? Yeah, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, immediately after uh, you use the attack action with your astral arms on your turn, you can make an one extra attack with your astral arms as a bonus action. Uh, the number of extra attacks increases when you reach certain levels in this class, uh, increasing to 2 at 11th and 3 at 17th. So the thing that I was thinking about, I was like, okay, does, how does Fear of Blows work into this? But then it made more sense once I made the character. Fear of Blows takes one key point mm -hmm. to let you make two extra attacks on a turn. Yeah. This, uh, you spend two key points, and for 10 minutes, you get to make one extra attack per turn. So... Overall, you're going to get a lot more hits out of this. Yeah, especially for longer or even boss fights, too, because that those will just go on. I'm freaking, oh, my God. I cannot believe that it is. it has 10 feet of reach. That is. <laughs> uh, visage that, of the yeah. Astral Self. Starting at 6th level, you can summon the Visage of your Astral Self. and On your turn, you can spend one key point as a bonus action or as part of summoning your arms to summon this Visage for 10 minutes. Spectral Visage covers your face like a helmet or mask. You determine its appearance based on the qualities of your character. So uh, while you have it summoned, you gain the following benefits. Wisdom of the Spirit. You have advantage on Wisdom, Insight, and Charisma Intimidation checks. <laughs> uh, astral Sight. You can see normally in darkness, uh, both magical and non-magical to a distance of 120 feet. That's so cool. So, um, Drow, beware. Yeah. <laughs> Something that I wanted to mention was, so it says monks of the way of the astral self, they have an internal struggle with their key. And so like the definition of what the key is within a monk, that's, uh, you can find that in the player's handbook. But for these guys, they see their mystical energy slash key as a representation of their true form and astral self. So it kind of in a weird way, um, it kind of changes their worldview which mm -hmm. I can almost imagine easily leading into the Astral Sea. Yeah. Which would be super cool. Um, awakening of the Astral Self. Starting at 11th level, you tap into the greater power of your Astral Self. Uh, while, you while you have both uh, your arms and visage summoned, you gain the following benefits. Deflect energy. Uh, when you take acid, cold, fire, lightning, or force damage, you can use your reaction to deflect it. Mm -hmm. When you do so, the damage uh, you take is reduced by 1d10 plus your wisdom modifier plus your monk level. So right there, just minimum, whenever you take that damage, minimum, you can reflect or thirteen the damage, damage yeah. by 12 or 13. Yeah. Hopefully more than 12. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, empowered arms, uh, once on each of your turns when you hit a target with your astral arms you can deal extra damage to the target equal to your martial arts die congrats monk you get a sneak attack yeah <laughs> uh world word of the spirit uh when you 
when you speak through your visage, you can direct your words to a creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet of you, making it so only that creature can hear you. Alternatively, you can amplify your voice to all creatures within 600 feet. That's, uh, that's like the thing that I'm loving about this is that it's very, it's all over the place in fun ways. Yeah. I mean, you could really use this class archetype in a lot of different ways. Like, the one reason why I really love Bard is because I can it's do so, so much shit with it. Yeah. And that kind of feels like this, where I like I don't feel the need to min-max this. Yeah, no, like, you totally with, don't With need the to. charisma intimidation, I'm going to put stuff in charisma now, like, <laughs> as a monk. Mm-hmm. Because I want, because I like that, but I, and I'm going to have even better with the advantage. Yeah. Uh, complete astral self starting at 17th level. Uh, you, your connection to your astral self is complete, allowing you to summon it entirely. On your turn, you can spend 10 key points as a bonus action to summon the arms, visage, and body of your astral self for 10 minutes. Spectral body covers your physical form like a suit of armor. Uh, while your astral self is summoned, you gain the following benefits. Armor of the spirit, you gain a plus two bonus to AC while you are incapacitated. Easy for me to say. (laughs) Uh, Astral Barrage, uh, whenever you use the extra attack feature uh, to attack twice, you can instead attack three times while using the Astral Arms. Uh, Key Consumption, uh, when a creature within 10 feet of you is reduced to zero hit points, you can use your reaction to regain uh, key points equal to your Wisdom modifier. Oh my god, it's grit. (laughs) Wow, yeah, from Pathfinder. Yeah, it's 100% that. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> so, th- I love them. I do too. Like, I really like them. A lot of the times with the Unearth Arcana stuff, like specifically the Artifacts are like, it's like, okay, kind of, uh, I, I see I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah. These ones, I'm like, put them in a book. They're done. They're done. <laughs> They're awesome. Like maybe a little bit of the wording should be adjusted mm-hmm. a little bit, but aside from that, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, these are, these are a knock out of the part. In fact, uh, we'll get into it in the, the real show, but I wouldn't be surprised if this ended up in Eberron. That would be so cool. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I kind of, oh, especially I, the astral self one. Yeah. Uh, they, Ooh. they, cause they both are, have a lot of magic in them. Uh, the Feywild thing, I guess, doesn't really fit, um, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But, yeah, these things are freaking awesome, and I cannot wait to use them. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be playing them in the future. That's going to be so cool. Yeah. Um, well, you, you got anything you want to add or talk about one of them? No, that's pretty much it. Covered a lot. Um, so, yeah, uh, we want to know what you guys think of them, though, if you're mm-hmm. going to use them in your game or if you think they're trash. Or if you've already made a character like Trevor has. Yep, did it at work on my break. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, send in those, uh, those, you know, if you are going to do it, if you're not going to do it, whatever, your opinions. Uh, you send those into difficultyclass at gmail.com, and uh, we will catch you in the next one. And uh, I guess don't uh, you're not going to get killed this time because it's a bonus ex- episode. Don't get killed by an exploding flump. Don't get killed by an exploding flump. Yep. <laughs>